Welcome to the Big Pet Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub. I'm here in my living room <laughs> with everyone ready to record. And uh, yeah, it's 102. 102 skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> the episode number. Yeah. That makes it sound like it's episode two of season one. And it's not. It's so not. <laughs> um, hi, my name is, is Michael and I am a chaser. And I'm here to tell you that we have... We, we have made it this far and we're not stopping now. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know why, but we will, we will get to the end of this episode Ain't alive. No stopping us now. <laughs> My name is Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood. And while Trevor is here in our living room, I am in yours behind you. Oh my God. Look out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wrong. I, I need to move Lizzo watch or fat watch to a different button. Or you could move the finger. I don't know. Yeah. No, no. It's much easier to move the button. <laughs> I want a drama sting. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's great. Hi, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and Toby Chaser. And yes, this is a living room that I share with my partner, Trevor Kizan. And uh, yes, it is delightful to have everyone here on this glorious morning. Uh, upon which we record this, our humble podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's anyway. So welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, before we get started, we wanted to talk about Patreon, which we have just hit a milestone. Uh, we've just passed. We have passed the halfway point. That's yeah. right. What we're hoping to raise. And if you're wondering halfway to what, it's halfway to getting the editing funded every month. Yes. Yeah. Every yeah. month on a regular basis. Um, and we've had some new patrons coming in. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, enjoy the content. And we have more coming up. We are going to be doing our mini-sodes uh, mm -hmm. while we take a hiatus in June leading up to Bigger Vegas. Yep. Um, the minisodes that we release will be for patrons. So if you want access to those, go check them out. And patrons don't feel shy. If you want to write in and ask us for a specific minisode or, you know, conversation between two or three of us sure, yeah. specifically, like, let I us mean, know. within reason. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no he's like, I want to see Dan and Don go head to head <laughs> about, <laughs> about sugar substitutes. <laughs> I want to hear Michael read this romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all. I'm, I think also we have a lot of videos. Some fun we do. videos. We have a a video of our 100 episode cake. Yes, if you want. Yeah. Some, we haven't uh, talked about it. Yeah, Patreon cake action. Yes, that's you gotta you gotta pay <laughs> to see fantastic, that. It's a fantastic. It's amazing cake. That cake was like the most beautiful. Yes, well, you, I Trevor ate did so it. Of much it cake was. that day. <laughs> <laughs> it was much cake to be had. Everybody had cake. Let them eat cake. Yes, we all did. Did we um, each? We each had a quarter of a cake. Holy crap. Uh, no, I don't think it was no, that no, much. No, no. No, some of us did. <laughs> <laughs> it, don't you judge me, Michael. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Trevor's dying. <laughs> oh, it just that just take us into your head. Brought up. Okay, so <laughs> I, I think I've said this before about my the story with my mom and her cousin eating pizza. Oh yeah, and like her cousin ate it like. She ate an entire pizza. I mean, you think about doing that, but you don't actually do it. Everyone thinks about eating a whole. It's like everyone thinks about eating a quarter of a cake. And you don't actually do it, except when you do, and that's except you know, you do. and that's okay. I will say, it's, I don't know anyone who went to college who hasn't eaten an entire pizza at some point. I mean, I mean, eating an entire pizza, I feel like, is a thing a lot of people do and don't like admit to. Think it. about we don't it. advertise. Well, no, I don't think they like think that much. 
of it. And it's like, I think, you know, my mom, uh, my mom also famously dislikes sex in the city because who talks to their friends about sex? <laughs> it's like literally everyone. <laughs> Let's get right on into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Pop culture. Uh, pop we have pop, a, pop. we have a, a themed episode this yeah the, we have e- to, even more than usual yes themes just there's a lot of things in fat world that have been aligning lately like this like the stars including wall street journal talking about the the need and supply coming of workout gear for plus size customers mm-hmm. and i re- i really love that this is in the wall street journal because it's the paper of commerce. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about how you would think that capitalism would be all over filling a niche and making money off it. (laughs) And yet so many people like can't be bothered or the catch 22 that's brought up in the article of, well, we don't make clothes. We don't make say knee pads for fat people because fat people don't do that. Well, fat people don't do that because there are no knee pads. pads. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I, there's, there's a, a superior part of me that really enjoys hearing things or seeing things that we've been saying for years of hearing (laughs) in major publications. It makes me feel smart, (laughs) but I think usually Dan's the one saying it, but I'm a part of (laughs) that. <laughs> here's here's one quick reason I think behind it because after COVID, so many people felt fat for the first time, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of people actually started including themselves in these categories of like, none of my clothes fit, you know, and now I can't find anything that will fit my butt when I go back to the gym, <laughs> you know. So all of a sudden, it became more of a mainstream problem, or at least opened people's hmm. minds in the mainstream I, I to think, the problem. I think it was two things. I think. I think it definitely changed people's bodies. But then I think the conversation also changed because I think 10 years ago, people would just would have shut up about it yeah. mm-hmm. and suffered in silence. But I think the way social media has changed, I think the way the political landscape mm-hmm. has changed. Uh, yeah, people are talking about it and say, hey, wait a minute. This is something that I want help with or, yeah. or should not be and want to change it. Which is ultimately a good thing. I feel like a lot of people don't get motivated to make change unless they think it affects them personally. So mm-hmm. it's a good thing. For well, us. now it's affected them personally. So yay. Exactly. Yay us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking to that, one of my favorite parts was uh, they talked to Raquel Velez, who uh, started the company Alpine Parrot, which is a company that designs uh, hiking pants for women in plus sizes. And also like, because it is for fat people, by fat people, she didn't just make bigger sizes. She found fabric that would resist chub rub, mm-hmm. you know, that, that friction. Chafing. Chafing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause there's, there's going to be a whole lot of that when you're hiking. When you're, yeah, moving around that much. Lots um, of. Did you find once again that like this was all, this is all based in female sizes though? It's all about female hiking and female clothes for female hikers. And like there's just like, again, once again, like if you look at the landscape, oh, there are no fat men, they don't exist. It did kind of subtly come across that way. I think maybe because the people they talked to were all women. But yeah, well, and then why is that? Yeah, yeah, and and that could be. And it was also written by women by Katie Dayton. Yeah, and I mean, like I've said before, it, there's no denying that fatness is is something that women deal with far more disproportionately than men. But the complete absence of any sort of male fashion, usually. I mean, there are exceptions, and we try to bring them up. And I and I think we we're going to talk about something like that later. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. stay tuned. Well, I think part of it is just the, uh, like, kind of what Don was talking about. Like, I think men are more to be likely to be in the camp of suffering in silence mm-hmm. or just like, mm-hmm. I mean, manning up. Yeah, it would be girly and, of me to complain about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, I think also like, I mean, I'm imagining like uh, the male version of Alpine Parrot would be like, 
dude bro. <laughs> Yeah, parents. Hey, bro, action bro, marching pants, <laughs> uphill marching pants. Where there's almost this like I don't even know toxic masculinity edge to like, well, we need something, but we can't acknowledge that it's okay to just need things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like it's you gotta put a spin on it because it's like because you can't just admit like this is a problem I have. And it's not being addressed. No, but I think you captured it with the whole Dubro thing where, yeah. where it's that you don't, you need a bigger size or you need special clothing, not because you're fat, effeminate and ineffective, but because you're so big, you require extra. You require yeah. more mm -hmm. to suit your manly full size body. You know, it's, it's, you got to pitch it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's the meme, like, so, you know, there's uh climb a mountain and eat a meat sandwich. I mean, I'm turned on. I don't know about <laughs> you. But <laughs> there's dude wipes, which is the dude wipes. Butt it's, wipes for men. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because male butts are so much more, so much different than female well, no, because butts. But like, I think part of the marketing on them is like, they're also testicle wipes. You know, like, oh, is, that, is that what it's for? Huh? After years of engineering. No, but it's, <laughs> it's like the meme of like, fellas, is it gay to have a clean butthole? Oh, yeah. Oh, huh. Huh. What does that mean? I don't you mean shaved it's like, or just is it sanitary? Sanitary? Well, like, because sanitary, like, and just like fresh and like. Have you ever not felt so fresh down there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I get, I think the podcast in general too, just we get a lot of questions about how to feel fresh down there. Yeah. Hmm. But like, that's because we are talking about it and talking about it in a way, like we talk about. No, I'm things. saying it is a male issue. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, and I think we get questions about it because we make a space where it's like, I don't know. How do you do? How we do you live value as a fat freshness person? on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That is a, um, and if you're going for man smell, I don't think you need welcome help. to the big fresh gay podcast, <laughs> fat fresh. Anyway, <laughs> love to see it. Wall Street Journal, yes, um, and 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 Yiddy gets a shout out. Lizzo's yes, uh, that's true line of of shapewear, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of cool to see because again ahead of the curve here. No pun intended. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, the only thing better than being right is being right ahead of time. That's right. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> That's, why else do we do this? <laughs> but uh, we're moving, moving right along, dancing. It's the musical interlude as we have a scene change. Um, Sports Illustrated. Once again, I don't want to bring up Michael's thing of like, we were talking about it before Sports Illustrated was. Yep. But I mean, it was, so Yumi knew. We knew on, about Yumi knew before it was cool to know about Yumi yeah, knew. Plus from, size, singer, model. Everything. Woman of all talents. Yeah. Like um, <clears throat> a, a multi, multi-thread. But the news is that she is on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue, which this gorgeous BBW model is on the cover of the Swimsuit Issue of Sports Illustrated, which is kind of revolutionary. Yeah. Along with uh, a few others, and and the I think the idea was diversity and representation, mm -hmm. um, but they have this great article uh, about her in their, I guess, Sports Illustrated swimsuit website, probably also in the magazine, although yeah. none of us subscribes to the magazine. So <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but it's this interview with her and, and they have a video that's kind of like them surprising her with the news that they picked her to be on the cover, mm -hmm. um, which is really cute and adorable. And you get to see her like react in, in real time to, and she just looks so surprised and, um, Oh my God, though, the pictures are stunning. Are yeah, they're gorgeous. Like, 
wow. Like she is, and and by the way, the swimsuits that she's wearing, really, like they, it's there. There isn't a whole lot. Like you, you might expect, like, oh, let's cover this or hide this. No, or like, one pieces. Yeah. She's all. She is fully on display. Beautiful. Um, the suits look great. The location, the photos are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they pulled out all the stops, and it is fantastic. The other thing that I thought that's really, really cool is, you know, we we talk about sometimes wanting a Chub Chaser Fatimire photographer so that the photographer understands like not to hide stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's really interesting is they didn't do that, but they just got they got whomever they would have gotten for any other swimsuit cover issue. Yeah. Which means he just shot it the way he would have shot any model. Yeah. And she posed the way any swimsuit model would have posed, mm-hmm. except she's in her body. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was it was amazing. And it was, it was, I mean, that I, was, I, I can't speak to whether it was sexy cause that's not my thing, but it's, it was amazing and stunning and beautiful. I'm willing to bet it was, and I made the same observation in that I remember the first few times I saw sort of big and big models being presented. They were presented slightly differently from the other models in that they were often, I, I don't know. I remember them as smiling more being more personably presented as opposed to the oh. expressions of vague contempt that most models have. Yeah. That mean model look. Yeah. yeah. The mean model look. And mm. now we've got Yumi New has got the mean model look down and which I'm assuming is a very sexy thing for straight men. I don't understand why all these models are glaring at me from the pages of magazines. All these glamazons. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the fact that she was able to present herself the same way as other models was a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that that was kind of the point of this, this uh, feature and the spread. And I think just really the the end of the interview kind of uh, encapsulates. this is Yumi New talking. She says, the world may label them one way, but we want to focus our lens in all the way they see themselves and how they own who they are. No matter your age, whether you're a new mom, partner, sister, entertainer, athlete, entrepreneur, advocate, student, mentor, role model, leader, or dreamer, or all of the above, we want to celebrate these women, their evolution, and the many dimensions of who they are. And, and I think like Yumi Nu is 90% of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, I think, the editor, yeah, that was the editor. of the magazine. Oh. But yes, Yumi, as part of the same article, it was the two of them talking about the decision to do this and like why it's important. Yes. Um, but yeah, totally agree. Kim Kardashian also on the cover, which I, I, I kind of, I feel like maybe I need a reset button with Kim Kardashian, like my understanding of who and what she is and what she does is, is totally skewed by like, like very destructive, like tabloid. I, I don't, I don't need to hit the reset button. Cause I never knew. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. maybe, I'm always starting from maybe zero. we all need to be Dan. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> also curvy, famously curvy, but moving on from the world of swimsuits, fat watch is featuring someone else. Yes. Wielding a swimsuit for the force of good. Feel that? <laughs> it's Fat Watch. 2022. Indeed. There's Indeed. the mist now, the mist spraying I, swear, at you. I can't hear this music without thinking soaring over Fat Watch. <laughs> so, I think so. a lot of our listeners have probably seen this these videos because they have been everywhere I'm online. Making the rounds. <laughs> now, now I'm wondering if I've actually seen it. And like <laughs> I mean, I was shocked just because it was like ev- everyone I follow from like ev- from fat world, from gay world, from like, I don't know, making pasta world was <laughs> sharing the videos of this 14 year old diver named Zeke 
Sanchez. Zeke Sanchez, who is this fat diver who is like the best diver. I mean, I don't once again, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of diving videos. He's a young guy too. He's 14. He's 14. He's doing these amazing dive routines. And he's not like, oh, he's fat. Look at, he has a little belly. No, no, he is fat. And he is, he is really, he's owning it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, and graceful and effective and athletic. Yeah. Athletic. Mm -hmm. And just confident. Like I, again, like you see, somebody do those kinds of moves with that degree of perfection. And then you're, and then it's like, no, he is for, do you like think back to when you were 14? Like I was, I was incapable of doing anything with confidence (laughs) at 14. Like, no, I, I gotta say watching this, this is one of the few ones where watching the videos actually hurt my heart a little bit. Why? Because I loved diving when I was young. (gasps) I loved it. And I was, I mean, I never got to do much work off of high diving boards, but like I could do a couple backflips. I could do like a corkscrew twist. Wow, uh, it's better than me. <laughs> I loved doing it, but then I remember the first time, like I had high school friends over oh, to the pool. Like I remember doing, you know, doing a dive and loving it, and getting a lot of stares and sort of like, "Yay, good for you!" And uh. I felt really that was the first real hard hit of body shame that I got. Oh, fun. You know, I'm not, I'm not the first person to say this, but you know, what would the lives of fat people be if we didn't have all these people around telling fat people what they couldn't do? I, Mm. I loved diving and watching this kid do it. I could, I could feel that joy of flying coming off of him when I watched him twisting Mm -hmm. in the air and going down. And yeah, for me, it was definitely a path not taken and it, it hurt a little bit, but I felt so good for him. Well, and you know, it's not like, it's not like, oh, you know, one day he fell off a diving board and then perfected it. No, (laughs) he's, he's, he's working. He will. And he's, and he's 14 and he's specializing in diving. Do you know how he got to diving? Cause he told his mom, obviously when he was younger at what, 12, seven. no, Sem- yeah, he started when young. he was seven. Yeah, but he he told mom, you know, mom, I don't think I'm really that interested in water polo anymore. I'd like to specialize in diving. Yeah, and like pursued it, mm. and obviously gets negative comments, especially with a video like this going viral. Oh, of and course. Just, but for yeah. him, I think it's that ath- the athlete mentality is so important. Mm-hmm. Like to be a competitor at that level, you have to be able to take criticism like that and use it to fuel yourself well his mother said that his and mother was yeah. quoted as saying you know when he gets negative comments online he just takes it as a challenge to do be- even better yeah and clearly is i mean he's competing he has goals of going to the olympics <clears> um <throat> he's he's currently i think in the state competition moving up to national like this is could you imagine if he, that he makes it to the olympics he will be famous oh yeah the oh, he kind rounds. of already is but he, he yes but i have a i wonder number one if they would give him a medal because they will take points off for being fat, you know, sort of mm. mentally, or B, whether the coverage of him will be all about that he's fat. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, that you, I you think know it would that. have to be. Mm-hmm. You know um, that. I yeah. mean, although, I mean, I don't know. Like, they won't even, yeah, they, like, they show him diving and then they talk about how fat he is. Like, they show him diving and then they talk about how fat he is. <laughs> no, honestly, in like Olympic sports, that's not terribly unique to fatness. Like, you know, the one gay diver back oh, in the yeah, day would, true. you know, mm-hmm. he was the gay diver. That's mm-hmm. what you knew. And that's what you, you know? talk about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Isn't it amazing that he can dive and be gay while he dives? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He turns it off for the diving routine and then oh, okay. and it comes back afterwards. Yeah. So. 
Um, that's why he's so good at it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can turn it on and off. Um, no, Zeke is awesome. You can watch the the videos on this article we'll share, but also I'm sure you can find it basically anywhere because yeah. it's, it's just going, making Zeke the rounds. Sanchez. Um, the dives are fantastic. Yeah. He's he's so talented. Okay. It's th- this is it. The well, time is now. Well, well, well. My little ones. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about the things. <laughs> yeah. Going off last week and kind of on brand for the theme of this episode, we have a mailbag. We do. Roll that beautiful mailbag music. It just makes me think of baked beans every time. <laughs> I can see that. Banjos and baked beans go Banjos together like crackers and wood. <laughs> well done. Well said, sir. Um, Very confused. Shall I read this? Yes. Okay. One of our very dear listeners wrote us in uh, in response to last week's episode and said, good morning. I am listening to today's episode and hearing about meeting up with people and signaling your partner, etc. cetera. Uh, can I also stress that for a lot of super chubs, at least my experience as a super chub, uh, I have spent the majority of my life not viewing myself as an attractive person because outside of the chub chaser community, I have been conditioned to expect rejection. So for me, I do not always recognize the signs that somebody is interested in me. You can tell someone, I really find you attractive and I'd like to hook up with you. It's direct, it's not sleazy because you're not grabbing or touching me without my consent. And it lets me know your uh, intentions and saves both of us a lot of time wasting. Also, this applies to everyone. If someone expresses interest in hooking up, you are not obligated to have sex with them. And let me echo that sentiment once more. (laughs) Um, It's important. Uh, But also be courteous enough to tell them you aren't interested in hooking up so they aren't trying to wait for yes <laughs> which i think may have happened to dan once or twice no it's it's the other way around i just see so many chubs or chasers who are cowed like i don't know what to do i don't want to do they keep coming up to me i'm like have you told them no well i couldn't possibly do that when we rude no mm. just be just be communicative be clear yeah. um to finish the mailbag uh, not only is it rude but you're essentially stealing someone else's opportunity to enjoy their vacation absolutely Next, put away your phone every now and then at an event. Uh, Be present in the room you're in. It's okay to check your app here and there, but also say hello to the people in the room. (laughs) Converse with people nearby. You might meet somebody who is amazing just because they're walking by you. Also, the second you get here to Vegas, because this listener lives in Vegas, um, hit Walgreens and buy sunscreen, sunburn remedy, uh, aloe vera gel, a a hat, and a water bottle. Which, yeah. Oh, and don't fill your water bottle, water bottle with vodka. That will not be the same. But it's oh, so much dear. more efficient that way. <laughs> oh, it's high so, C in vodka. I have seen it too many times. The spr- oh, oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, or whatever Jesus. the sugary drink is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to finish, he says, I'm already dripping with boob sweat. <laughs> it's on May 18th and it's hot as hell. It's 101. Uh, at Bigger Vegas, it will be around 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Also, asking someone to rub you with sunscreen is a great way to get acquainted, winky face. I can't wait to see you all. Well, I'm, I, I, unsurprisingly, I have something to say about like almost every sentence of this. So I'm, <laughs> so, I'm going to hold back a bit. I just something. My that, name uh, is Dan Olivero, <laughs> and I have something to say. Uh, something. Po- I had a memory flash in my head when uh, this uh, dear listener talked about taking time to be off your phone. <laughs> I had a, I, this guy, you know, was kind of like giving me, you know, the, the cu- I wanted fuck you eyes <laughs> um, okay. Okay. from across the, the hospitality suite. suite. Um, 
and like, but also like was kind of, I don't know, being weird and like standoffish and then like message. That's called, that's called I'm into you, but I'm super scared. And then messaged me on, you know, I can't remember if it was the bigger city app or uh, growler or something mm. and like, Hey, <laughs> and I just kind of like looked at him. <laughs> Cause he's standing <laughs> he's across like, the room. Like, <laughs> and like wave. Cause it's like, hi. Did like, I mention <laughs> the super scared part? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like, so don't, don't do that. Cause that's just, <laughs> it's creepy. Trevor. It's frustrating. That would be it's, weird. it's your fault for being so intimidating. <laughs> oh yeah. That's no, I, but he, you will think like, why would anyone be on their, on their phone, on their apps when they're in the midst of 300 hot guys? And it's because you, some people are scared to make the approach and they're just more comfortable digitally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, we can talk about that. That's separate. And the other thing is sometimes you're at the event, but you can't find the person and you didn't want to ask for or give away your phone number, like for texting. Yeah. Right. And not everybody has WhatsApp. And so you're, you might be on the bigger city app. You might be on uh, Grindr, Growler, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Also, there are, there are people just sort of not at the event who see that you're in town and now you become, you know, for lack of a better word, fresh meat. <laughs> and they're like, wow, you're here. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. You know, there was this whole event you could have come to. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. I couldn't possibly do that. Uh. Anyway, so. It couldn't be caught there. But here's, here's, so here's my tip, cause this will absolutely happen. And a lot of people, chubs and chasers will be inundated with digital messages in some form or other. And you're going to want to manage that because you're interested in some, you're not interested in some, but you haven't even seen them all because there's like a dozen coming in. And so what I would recommend is this. You will need to manage your digital communication. However, don't do that while you're standing in the room full of guys. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation is find an actual, like pull off the road, (laughs) (laughs) pull off into the hallway before you're like, there's a, there's a big corridor outside the hospitality suite. Go handle your messages there handle it and then go back into the room. Like then go into the room. Like don't, don't actually try to do it all simultaneously or you're just going to look weird texting in the middle of hot guys. Hmm. Like find a hallway, do it in, I don't know, doing the toilet stall, wherever you want to do it, but make a time for it and then stop doing it. And if you're renting a scooter, don't text and drive. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. <laughs> you're kidding. Oh. oh man. Why people do it in their cars. You think they're not going to do it in their scooters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The speeds are so much lower. It must be safer. <laughs> the, the worst part is I'm picturing the guy doing that, being the guy with high C and vodka in his water bottle. No, the they're, they're just sort of laid out by the pool, just getting a horrible sunburn. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. If, if you see me outside, uh, it will almost certainly be in, in the shade. If, if at all possible, like if the it's, shade isn't already taken, it's tough. Yeah. Um, I, my ability to resist like the blazing sunlight diminishes exponentially after about five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, are there no umbrellas at this point? There are, but, but it's, the well, there's pool, a lot of people. The, there's a lot of people and the pool is mostly in the sun. Although that's not true in the, you know, as it gets to in the early morning or in the evening, you will find, you know, shadows cast by the buildings and trees. And things I might like hang in the shadows, but yeah, yeah it's <laughs> to be there. But what you do will, you do in the shadows? No, you will, you'll find people out in the blazing sun at one o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, <sighs> Let's take me. a minute to talk about sunscreen. Yeah. And uh, sun, sun block. Sun Can we say the word block? Like get the shit that will actually just sit on your skin. I, I fully advocate for this. And Midwesterners, cause I find it's usually you. <laughs> lobster red is not the base of a tan no that's not how tanning works <laughs> it's not how tanning works because and then you're gonna go oh but i'm peeling oh no i'm losing my tan no you're just 
all the dead skin you killed (laughs) that you irradiated is dropping off like a lizard. Have you ever seared a steak? Okay, (laughs) imagine that, but for people. (laughs) Well, and if that doesn't get you, let's think about this. Do you really want to be having sex while your skin is peeling? Ugh. Does oh, that I've, other person want to have sex? Oh, that w- that has happened. That has happened. I've seen so many guys going like, I, you know, I'm, I, I want to, I want to get a little action, but I'm peeling everywhere. Yeah. No. 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 Ah. Just I, lots of, and reapply. You know, one layer well, of sunscreen doesn't work. Re, read the instructions on the sunscreen you buy, because a lot of people buy the the mist. Spray on. And that has to set for at least 15 have to, minutes. Usually. And you have to rub it in. You have yeah. to rub it. If you you're can't just get spray it on. Yeah. You can't just spray it on. You can't spray it over your shoulder and think you got your back. Mm-hmm. And as, as our, as our letter writer points out, you can ask someone to help you apply sunscreen. Mm-hmm. No one's going to say no. No one's going to say, oh my God, I couldn't possibly. No one's going to do that. All right. <laughs> I might. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking thing. like I might. <laughs> like but it's, it, but the chances are that somebody is perfectly on board with that chub or chaser, regardless of interest in terms of more yeah. than that. Like, I think that people would be willing to help out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I mean. I'm not saying it's yeah, not as a, thing. yeah, not as a, like a, an advance of some kind, but just to be helpful. <laughs> Would you like to come back to my room and put some sunscreen? No, on but me? but neither. You want to peel can... the skin off my back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, whether or not you're interested in the guy, you're going to help them put on suntan lotion because they asked because that's because that, somebody just needs that, help. That's what yeah. a human being does, right? Uh, the the other thing I wanted to comment on is that notion of a lot of times chubs and chasers don't think chasers are exempt from this. Do not get that they're being hit on. Mm. I can. Oh yeah. If you're mm. going to hit on me at the event, please bring a flare gun. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> probably the best way to and, let me know. Well, so, so here's a couple of tips, right? So number one, if you, if you find yourself in the camp that Don just self-identified, <laughs> like I'm not sure if this is me. Number one, take your eyes off your shoes because the number one way someone is going to assess interest is through eye contact. Mm. They're going to make, eye, like when Trevor said, like I could tell across the room he wanted to fuck me. How was that? Because they were looking at each other. <laughs> if you don't make eye contact with me, there's no way for me to express interest subtly. And so I am put in the position, as our writer says, of having to go up to you and say, hi, I find you very attractive. Would you like to have some fun with me in the bedroom? <laughs> like it has to be that blatant because the, the idea of sex is so far outside their, um, their self, their self identity. Way but, to nail the intonation there. But yeah. based on, <laughs> just practice that over and over again. Based on the conversations we've had on the podcast, it sounds like it's not an exclusively chub experience. No, like chase your same way. So chubs, I mean, I feel like as a chubby guy, like I feel like I have claimed a privilege that I don't have right. Where in, in the day-to-day world, I just assume that people are not attracted to me unless they're very blatant about it, right? Because that's what it feels like, right? So when I go to this sort of event, I'm still sort of running on the assumption that chasers should be coming up and telling me because that's the way things work. It's the only way that that signal will be sent. And that's really not fair, you know? So, So speaking to the chubby guys amongst us, we can't just have the mindset that, all of the onus is on the chaser. We we have to understand that in a situation like the one we're walking into, we are in a situation where we have a certain degree of power that we may not be used to, sexually speaking. Now is the time to use it responsibly <laughs> and to use it. Yeah, you that know? doesn't mean you get to put your hands all over them. No, yeah. no, no, no. Well, because yeah. some chumps will do that. I know. We, we've, we've 
we, again, that's another onus we've put on the chasers of don't be a masher, right? Yeah. But in this sort of situation, I think it's easy for a chubby guy to start taking certain liberties that we do not have. I've even know? been, like when I lead seminars at, at the BBW events where it's straight women and, mm -hmm. and uh, straight admirers, I've even had women start touching me. And what's so funny is like, you know, they're the mashers now. Mm -hmm. What's so funny is that they'll start and they'll be touching my body and then they'll catch themselves. <laughs> See, the guys won't usually catch themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the women like, oh my God, is this, is this okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Because I'm not feeling threatened, right? Right. But, but the idea, but, but they, it, it does happen. It happens across mm -hmm. gender. It happens across body size. Mm -hmm. Can I just give a little chaser tutorial here? Because yes, I, I absolutely think the chubs should follow your advice, Don. Mm -hmm. But the chasers sometimes don't have the skills to deal with that. So little little chaser tutorial. Okay. Number one, the chaser experience, like you, you're talking about how like in the normal everyday not mm -hmm. life, you're not considered the bombshell. Yeah. But you go to a chub event and you get you get what I call the zero to hero phenomenon. Yeah. Where all of a sudden no one has ever looked at you at the 7-Eleven, but now you're at the the cafe at the Tuscany and you are, oh my God, did you see him? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, he's so luscious. La, 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 la. That happens to chasers too, because a chaser who is just ordinary guy in Sandusky, Ohio, has now become supermodel potential at the event because the people around him know that he's into fat guys. Mm -hmm. So he has become infinitely more attractive because what's really super attractive is someone who's into you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is that thing of like, wait, I think... I think the, our writer was saying too, like just because someone's interested in you does not obligate you to have sex with them. <laughs> well, no, because yes. it, can, it can be very flattering. And also if you're operating from a principle of scarcity, like I don't know when I'm going to get this chance again, mm. you can find yourself saying yes to things you don't really want to say yes to because you're thinking opportunity. I would yeah. also say that that's another good argument for chubby guys to be able to say, you know, uh, thank you very much, but no, I'm, that's, I'm not interested in that way. Yeah. Because- Otherwise, they can be very, it can be persistent. And if you're the kind of person who feels bad turning someone down to begin with, that persistence can make it harder and harder for you to say no. Absolutely. And here's the problem too. I think chasers, because we want to be respectful, we think respect means not saying no. So, oh, yeah. and so that leads to two things, either sex that we don't want to have, or more likely it leads to everybody thinks you're kind of interested in them. <laughs> because you're not giving off any signals or, and here's another thing that happens to chasers. Chasers are giving off mixed signals because they're in overwhelm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The chaser has identified, think about this. If you're a chubby chaser and you are interested in 1% of the guys you see, mm -hmm. 1%, that's 10 people. <laughs> and you probably aren't going to have sex with 10 people at that event. Yeah. You might, you might, you might. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you might, but I mean, how many days, how many people do the math? So unless, unless, and there are chasers who do, you know, who do run their time there like they're on a train schedule. Sorry. <laughs> For those of us who uh, remember the Ritz episode, I'll be up on fourth floor going, RG in room 607, RG in room 607. So a lot of times the chaser is in over, is in overload mode and they don't know what they want mm -hmm. and they're yeah. not saying yes. And they're not saying no, because they don't know what to do. And even if they want to say yes, they don't know when 
to take advantage. There's a whole bunch of logistics that just got opened up if they say yes. Whereas if they say no or just say nothing, they think they're doing the Chubb a favor by not opening a can of worms and trying to schedule something and trying to, but what about him, but not him. And the problem is that drives everybody nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also I think there's, I was just thinking about this. Some of the little moments I've had at these events where it's like there's someone either like time-wise or interest-wise where it's like, it's not going to happen, but I've had just like nice moments, just like one-on-one conversation time, either at the pool, cafe or something, just tucked away somewhere. And like, don't, I think necessarily think of everything as like, okay, it's either sex or nothing. Yeah, that's that's really good, Trevor. Because oh, please, please don't, please don't think that. <laughs> well, a lot of guys will think they struck out if they didn't orgasm, mm. and that's not true. You can have wonderful conversations with people. Be and again, let's let's just go back to let's just go back to the math. You're not going to have sex with everybody you're turned on by. That's just not going to happen. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you look like. You are not going to have sex with everybody you're attracted to. There is going to be you're going to have to either prioritize or you're going to have to make a move or someone's not available, someone's not interested in you, blah, blah, blah. But what Trevor says is spot on that you can have these wonderful, you can have a wonderful time at the event even though you're not having sex. Mm. That's I mean, encouraging. I, <laughs> I had, like, I, there's a, I have a, a chaser friend who I only rarely ever get to see at these events. And like, I don't want to give away too much just because, but like he's European. So like he does not get a lot of, there. there is a, uh, He's here for the buffet. Yeah. He's here for the buffet and just has, you know, a full dance card and stuff. And at the the last event, you know, we had wanted to hook up. It just didn't work out time-wise, but there was a point he's like, you know, do you want to just kind of like come to my room and lay together and catch up? And like, that was just wonderful. Lovely. Just be able yeah. to like, mm-hmm. you know, nice. we hadn't seen each other in yeah. a long time and it was, you know, kind of like platonic intimacy it was just a very nice moment. And I think it's sensual, but it's not sexual necessarily. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think lovely, yeah. a lot of guys at the event don't really either haven't experienced that or don't allow themselves the opportunity for that. Yeah. Because they, a lot of people have this expectation that like sex is the win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like, they want to win bigger Vegas. Or <laughs> and it's not like that. It's not like that. And as I said, you know, in our last episode, the best way not to get laid is to have an agenda to get laid. They're going to have the biggest <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, let me just also say one thing from a logistical standpoint. Let's say that you are interested in someone and maybe you're interested. You're already talking to them online right now. And you're like, oh yeah, we'll meet up at the event. We'll meet up at the event. It's not that you have to schedule people before you arrive. I'm not actually a big believer in that. However, I will say this. If you're going to have, if both of you have already agreed you're going to have a sexual liaison or you meet them there and you're already like, yeah, we should definitely do something sexual. It is a good policy to do that as soon as possible. Do not say, oh, we're here for five Mm -hmm. days. We could do that anytime. No, it will not happen like that. Mm. So move, like you've, I hate to say it like this, like it's so mercenary, but you've got a dance card to manage because I promise you you're interested in more than one person. If you're going to an event, regardless of the event, because usually it's weekends, Saturday night at any event is the most chaotic, <laughs> like temp- temperature turned up all the way. 
People are the drunkest. People are the like. It's like one a.m. in the bar. It's, it's like, like one a.m. in the bar because it closes at two. Like you know, running <laughs> from. I'm just imagining the the hallways in the hotel, like people like running from room to room, like running into each other, knocking over drink trays. Well, yeah. what's, what's going to happen is if you decide, oh, we're here for five days, we have all the time in the world to figure out when we're gonna. No, you don't. Stop it. No, you don't. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be Saturday night, and you won't be able to find them, or they're doing something else, and you're you're going to miss that boat. And if that's okay with you, then great, no problem. But I'm just saying that if you've both agreed that this should happen, make it happen sooner than later. That's good advice. I think also know when to call it. Yeah. I think regardless okay. of yeah, God like, damn, yeah. And I think like there is power. I, you in, might need to say what that means. So like you're trying to make something happen. You're trying to, maybe you already have someone where you've been trying to like, find time to hook up or something. And they keep saying, yeah, yeah, we'll totally, oh yeah, shall, we'll, we'll totally do that. Mm. Or like you just, <laughs> like it's, you have all these things where it's like, well, like you keep having all these almost moments or something, like choosing, okay, so let's, this is Bigger Vegas. It's Bigger Vegas. It's Saturday night. It's like 1030. Mm -hmm. You have had a bunch of almost, like you have guys who are interested. It's like, oh, well, like I just, I want to spend some more time with my friends and have a couple more drinks and stuff and blah, 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 whatever. You've gotten three laters. Like, yes, absolutely. But later choosing to be like, okay, I'm not hooking up tonight. I'm going to go to Maryland's. I'm going to, I'm going to text my, you know, I see my Maryland's is the, is the restaurant. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to Maryland's. I'm going to have some late night pancakes. I'm going to have a little, like, you know, I'm going to text Michael. Or, you know, cause I saw him in the hospitality suite. We're going to get some pancakes. We're just going to chill out. That that's, fun a, that's, it's fun. It's great. You yeah. will have so much more fun having the pancakes at Maryland's than you will driving yourself crazy trying to get three people who've told you later to make a commitment. I, I am always down for late night pancakes. <laughs> oh, I'm just say pretty, the word. I'm yeah. pretty sure I, this is, I feel like Maryland's like had like an award for the best pancakes in Vegas or something. <laughs> they, it was, they had an award for something. Maryland's is that once again, the, the restaurant at the Tuscany where bigger Vegas is always held. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's convenient. It's you heard convenient. it here. You heard it here, folks. A solid three stars. That's, that's uh Maryland's put that on your website. Okay. It's, it's okay. the big fat gay podcast. It's, it's okay. No, it's like, and convenient. It's a, it's a big, it's one of those things. It's like, it's a big menu. Like it's solid diner food. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. solid diner food. Some things are better than others. Yeah. The ribs mixed <gasps> bag. This is, by the way, this is a, an accidental teaser for, for Trevor and I are going to do a mini series <laughs> 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 about, yes, it's going to be about cooking and food. It's going to be delightful. I can't yes. wait. I'm super excited. I have um, a, I have a story. I have so many stories, but I have a recent story to tell that involves three pounds <laughs> of a tomahawk steak and three pounds of butter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Together? Yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, I gotta tune in and find oh, out. Oh my goodness. Um, have, I don't know, have we checked all the boxes for this letter? Does anyone have I have one more thing to add. Okay, Dan, uh, pop us the, off. The thing to add is groups. Okay, so a lot of chubs mm. are going with friends mm. and it's less common, but certainly happens that chasers go in with a bunch of chasers. It's far more common for the chubs to be there with, with other chub friends. Here's the deal. Someone is not going to approach you if you're like, let's say you're a fat guy and you're with a bunch of other fat guys. A chaser is not going to approach and say, hi, I'd like to invite you to my room, but none of the people you're standing with. <laughs> no one is going to ever say that. And so you will become, un, you will become uncontactable. Or here's where the phones come out. Like I'll try to send you a private message uh, somehow because you are never available to talk to. 
also as a follow-up to that. So let's say, let's say I do manage to contact you and you're interested. And we, I'm saying like, okay, well, how about tonight? How about tomorrow morning? How about lunch on Friday? How about blah, 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 blah. And your response is, I don't know. I think my friends have plans. Of course your friends have plans. Your friends are never going to say to you, hey, Don, we have absolutely nothing planned for Friday night. You should go hook up with someone. <laughs> no one is ever going to say that, which means if you keep checking to see if your friends- If they were my friends, they would be saying that. <laughs> that if you keep checking for when your friends don't have plans, that will never happen. Yeah. You have to be available or to be able to disassociate yourself from your friends long enough to have some fun if that's what you want to have. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Be approachable. And I know, like, again, with our last two episodes, we've put a lot of stress on sexuality and meeting up for sex during these events. But as we've talked about in the past, that is not mandatory. No, no, no. You no. should never feel obligated. There are other sides of this thing. Yeah. Uh, I thought like mm -hmm. this is a lot of what Trevor was saying, yeah. too. Yeah. No, there are. But every year, people come away from any event, not Bigger Vegas necessarily, but any event thinking that they didn't get what they came for because they usually came for sex. And so number one, don't just come for the sex. There's a lot of other stuff to be had. And two, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of behavior and stuff that's self-defeating that can be in the way that we don't see because an event is sort of an artificial situation and we're, yeah. not, we're not experienced at it. Well, there you go. Sorry, I was just looking at Marilyn's website to see if I could <laughs> find out what award they won. Because they won an award? They had an award for something, and I'm trying to remember. I must think it was like best knife cleaning. I don't know. Oh, well, I don't know. Here's a tip: if you're going to Baker Vegas, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 4 p.m. to close, they have prime rib, ten ounces for 19.99. There you go. Okay. I don't. This uh, is Maryland's cafe. Maryland's prime rib. There, the, that's a tip. This is probably the most uh, the most central restaurant at the Tuscany Maryland's cafe. Oh, it's 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 always fun going. To, especially like because Bigger Vegas at the Tuscany, the hotel is like completely taken over by Chubs and Chasers. So it's this like fun, weird thing going to a diner and it's all Chubs and Chasers for <laughs> the most part, like 95%. Sounds yeah. like, yeah, sounds kind of like Disneyland. You're just all there to have a good time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Except, you know, fat people and people who like fat people. <laughs> <laughs> same, same thing. Same totally. thing. Hundred percent. So all, all kinds of rides happen. What? In any case, there's plenty of rides. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And that's my thing about going to events. It is the it is such an amazing time when you go somewhere and there's a there's like it's a huge population and being being fat is sexy and being gay is normal. Mm -hmm. To celebrate the upcoming event we are all going to, um, there is an article of clothing we haven't discussed a lot, but. I know that it's important enough that I have bought my first few pairs of a new type of article of this kind of Oh clothing. my God, earmuffs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no damn <Dan> um, mittens. <laughs> underwear, right? Ah. I was so close. one of those events where apparently many people may see your underwear. So you might want to think a little bit about it. Oh Christ, I, I have new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually just bought my first jock strap. I have never bought a jock strap in my life. Have you tried really? it on yet? Well, I haven't, it hasn't gotten it hasn't here, gotten yet. here yet. Okay. But, uh, it's, I, I have many questions. Well, I'm, I'm curious about the feel of it, but, uh, those are my questions. So <laughs> we, I, I, the reason why I got here is cause we were talking about the, uh, the swimsuit issue of sports illustrated and we've already gone into the history of bathing suits at some point. So we're going to go a little bit of historical underwear. Okay. Right? Um, I will give you a question and then I will give you hints, uh, buzz in when you think you know what it is. Do not buzz in until I'm done with a question. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Interestingly, 
This type of underwear has been developed in almost every single continent in the world independently. All right. What article of clothing am I talking about? Earmuffs. Uh, in many ancient cultures, this was the first type of underwear developed. It was acceptable to be worn as outerwear in most every culture. Am I allowed to buzz in yet? You may buzz in. Uh, boxer briefs? Or, I'm sorry, briefs. Uh, nope. No, I'm sorry, boxers. Boxers, that's what I meant. Boxers. That is not correct. Darn. Uh, How about all the other things I said? A bra? <laughs> I Buzz. A bra? Not a bra. Usually does not have buttons or zippers or catches or latches. Usually consists of a single piece of cloth. Buzz. Trevor? Um, a loincloth. That is correct. That is the huh. first type of underwear developed in most places in the world. Um, it doesn't always just sort of hang like we see presented on Egyptian walls and mm. ancient Sumerian stuff. Um, but it's usually sort of tied through the midsection to give support to the boys. Yes. Um, I always thought that was interesting. Actually, when I, I, I do have a sarong that I, that I tie and wear. And yes. Yeah, there huh. you go. All right. The braids... Are sort of a are sort of unique in the world of underwear due to them starting out as outerwear. I'm sorry, the what? The braise. This is a European thing. The braise are sort of a unique in the world of underwear due to them starting out as outerwear and over time becoming undergarments in medieval Europe. They introduced a very unique addition to men's underwear that we've enjoyed ever since. What was attached to the braise underwear that made them so desirable? One. Being detachable was essential for its purpose. Two, they were often bejeweled and intricately embroidered for display. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dan? Is it a codpiece? That is correct. Mm. Ah, the codpiece. Of course I got that. So the codpiece was the first piece of underwear that was removable, allowing easy access for peeing. Uh, so, huh. or, or other things. Yeah. <laughs> so it started out as pants, it's and then over time, access. they... Started wearing things over them. It's, mm. it's a very interesting world. Huh. Uh, another interesting thing, uh, Henry VIII started a trend where he started padding his codpiece, making it noticeably larger, which started a <laughs> bit of an arms race in the court. <laughs> so these, to speak. You get these sort of comically enormous codpieces. Yeah. But apparently some historians think the truth is that he had syphilis and the enlarged <gasps> oh. codpiece was a way to store like packed medicine in there. That made life oh, a little more bearable. Oh. oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The union suit invented oh, yeah. in Utica, New York in 1838 added a new evolution in underwear. Though originally invented for women, it took off as menswear. It's one piece design with full length arms and legs providing added warmth in colder climates. What new feature did it introduce? Hmm. Buzz. Trevor. Butt flap. That is correct. That's what I was going to guess. <laughs> the was butt guess. flap. Um, maybe a little less important today now that we have underwear that's so much easier to take on and off, but uh, pretty essential back then. Well, especially if you're wearing a full body undergarment. Yeah. That like, you can- <laughs> oh God, I'm just imagining the like, I don't know, that the urgency and like, oh God, oh God. Like, you got to take the whole thing off. Get- Honey, are you having flashbacks to your Winnie the Pooh suit? <laughs> Especially kind when of. you think about clothing back that time period that had so many layers on top, on top of oh it all. Oh, God. All right. Today's jock strap is one of the most popular clothing items marketed to gay men, coming in every color and size. Back when it was invented in 1891, though, the jock strap was meant to be used for one specific activity. 
What activity was it? <laughs> Running? No. Darn. Hmm. Hint one. Involved jockeys, but not uh, horses. Two. Uh, wait. Uh, Trevor? A polo? No, that involves horses. Okay, moving on. Uh, two. <laughs> primarily used in cities in the late 1800s. <gasps> but not horses. Three. City streets at that time were not paved, but cobbled. Uh, buzz? No, this that doesn't work either. No, <laughs> I don't really know. Keep like okay. everything involved. 1891. 1891 was when it was invented. And hinge number four, the newest way to get around town involved two wheels. Oh, bicycles. Yeah, oh. bicycles. At oh. that time, I was thinking car, but I was like, no, that predates cars. Bicycles were exploding in usage by messengers and couriers <laughs> at that time. And driving through the cobbled streets of Boston, these guys were ending up with mashed testicles at the end of every day. So they came up with this new type of underwear that was supposed to sort of lift and protect the testes as they were being boxed by cobblestones the entire day. Well, and if you've ever driven in Boston, this is still an issue today. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Boston's streets are notoriously terrible. Yeah. It's not cobblestones, although the sidewalks are frequently cobblestones. Yeah. Uh, so no, what sort of underwear are you wearing, dear listener? And what sort of history does it have? Trevor, where could they go tell us about that? Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Give us five stars there. Five stars everywhere. Patreon.com slash Big Fat Gay Pod. See the articles we talked about at www.BigFatGayPod.com. Maybe you are uh, you're a sentient Jockstrap. <laughs> sure. You have. Why you, not? There are stories about this. This is such a kink. You are. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm you sorry. are listening to the, the, the podcast on your owner's phone and you're being <laughs> sl- you're being slipped on and you're going for a bike ride in Boston. So. Oh, super watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I think this sets the record for weirdest end talks of the show. Maybe oh, sure ever. Not, sure. Certainly this year. <laughs> this year. 